brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hello. Make yourself comfortable. Turn off the radio. No. Oh, oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Don't turn. Don't do that. Don't do that. Sorry. Alexa, turn off. (laughs) Keep whatever you're listening to on. This is going to be a really cool episode. So, Welcome, everyone, to another Suds segment where really good beer meets really bad radio. I am your hostess, good old gal Juliana, and with me today is good old boy Dave. I am the gangster of love. I am the Lothario of farts. That second part? The Lothario of farts? Makes sense. (laughs) Sorry, it was me. Whatever. Um, Good old boy Kendall. Namaste. Welcome. Good old boy, Drew. So glad to be here. <laughs> and good old boy, Sparky. Am I going to leave? No, I'm going to stay. <laughs> <laughs> da, da, da. I don't have the drum sound. Uh, there you go. Wow, that's a Sorry. special drum sound. Okay, well, folks. I do have it. See, boom, in your face. <sighs> what a weirdo. Namaste. What a weirdo. Okay, so... Summer can't last forever, but thank goodness. The heat is flipping killing me. But some of the other flavors of summer are still with us and will stay with us for a long time. Today we're going to be exploring the Dogfish Head Off-Center Your Summer Cooler Pack. What a cool name, right? It's one of the most... Oh no, it could be cooler. Oh! Uh, I'll leave now, I'm sorry. Okay, I have to say, it's one of the most ingenious twists on a mixed pack yet. And no surprise that it's one of the most, it's from one of the most creative and off-center breweries in America. But before we get started with all this, our sud segment is brought to you by... The Law Offices of Scratcher J. Scratcherton. Are you a kitty? Do you need an attorney? Are you in jail? (laughs) Come to the Law Offices of Scratcher J. Scratcherton. Scratcher J. Scratcherton, attorney at law. She'll fight for her clients, giving justice the f- middle finger. Scratcher's Day Scratcherton is not licensed to practice law in any of the 50 states or any U.S. territory or possession or ally or uh, the United Arab Emirates. <laughs> that was a great sponsor, folks. Okay, so, good old boy Dave, why don't you read what you downloaded off the internet for this cool pack? Wait, are you sure you want Dave to read? What the hell? Well, I mean, it's fun to laugh at him while he tries, but it's also kind of sad. Yeah, it's it's getting kind of sad, but it does make me laugh a bit. You guys know I'm sitting right here, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, dear. And you're doing a great job at it. it God love him. He? Good job. So you're just good. really just, just <laughs> knocking it out, buddy. Just the best. <laughs> screw you guys. Now so, kiss. So much screw you. Screw you all. Okay, Dave. <laughs> Go ahead and read it for us. 
Whatever, dude. Special boy. <sighs> Ever been left in dire need of a cooler for your... God, now I'm messing it up. I'm proving you all right. I hate you guys. Yes. Ever been left in dire need of a cooler for your just purchased beer? Hell yeah. We've got you covered. Meet the Off-Center Your Summer Pack, an innovative water-resistant cooler featuring an assortment of off-centered ales. You'll find 60-Minute IPA, Sequench Ale, Lupa Luau IPA, and Namaste White wrapped up in a variety 12 pack and thanks to a wet strength wow paperboard god that's not even a word that can hold ice and water for up to six hours how do you read a hyphen never mind uh for up to six hours (laughs) all you have to do oh yeah forward slash forward slash dot 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 uh all you have to do is add ice for an on-the-go cooler pack in addition to the convenience and broad selection of distinct brews, you'll also find a custom dogfish head koozie, found it, can cooler uh, koozie, and a chance to win a trip. Damn it, we didn't open this in time to do the trip. Oh, well. Oh, well. To a coastal Delaware for a once-in-a-lifetime dogfish experience. Okay, we're not going to read all the rest because we already missed out on the experience, so I'm bitter. Okay. Fine. So, um, forget you guys. Well, I just, y- just, yay, Dave. Yeah, Dave. Just one question, real quick. Um, I hear you like to wear wet strength paperboard underbridges. Is that what you're wearing right now? It's not that I like to. It's that my doctor recommended. Uh, fair. It. Okay. Yes. It's a necessity. I chafe amongst easily. men of a certain age. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> well, once you've lived a certain lifestyle for a few years, uh, certain things don't work quite as well. And that lifestyle is? We'll discuss that on a different episode. Oh, okay. Well, to be continued. I sprang a leak, everybody. Okay, <laughs> I can't help it. Okay. Well, good old boy Drew, would you mind giving us the Suds ratings for today? It'd be great, and my pleasure. We'll be discussing and rating these beers with these Suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. Number one, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Number two, was that a belch? Maybe. Number three, ah, what a relief. Number four, a body should really not make that sound. And number five, listen to that hang time and give me another. Thanks, good old boy, Drew. That was awesome. So let's get to some beer now. Okay, so one of the cool things about this pack is that the beers they included are not only meant to be drunk individually. Drunk or drank? Is it drunken? Maybe it's it's drank. drank. I was not meant to be drunk, but yet here I I am. I don't know that it is drank, but maybe it is drank. Is it drank or drunk or drinked? So in other words, you should not only drink these individually, but they are recommended to blend, which is so much fun. So, excuse you? Uh, He blended something. Why didn't it come with like a blend glass? If that's really what you're going for, you're not going to be pouring cans together, right? Blends, bro. You're going to like blend into the koozie? Like, how does this work? If the beer's good enough on its own, why do you need to blend it? Come on, Sam. You innovated with the amazing cooler box and well, it I comes the koozie but where's my mixing cup okay, i didn't anticipate things on. going this way okay hold on a second 
you like take a sip of a can, you hold it, you take a sip of another can, you blend it in your mouth, and then you get this explosion of flavor. Bingo. Sparky didn't The last see? time I did that and there was an explosion of flavor in my mouth, it was just, it's a memory I don't want to rem- remember. It's you know what, though? Thing. Bad flavor. Yeah. This is. It was bad touch. But this is new but, touch. It okay, was one time enough. at band camp. It's true. <laughs> what? Ever. Okay, so first we're going to discuss each beer, and then each host is going to talk about their favorite and maybe least favorite blend out of the group. Okay? So the first beer that we're going to talk about is a sequench ale. Okay, so the sequench ale is a session sour mashup of a crisp Kolsch, a salty Goza, and a tart Berliner Weiss, which is brewed in sequence with black limes, sour lime juice, and sea salt. To you know, make black this- limes matter. I'm they just do. Say no. that. Okay. Oh no, just God, don't, no. don't Fire. go. Stop, please. Stop. Wow. Wow. God, okay. No. So, anyways, sequent ale to me is a summer perennial. What do you guys think about it? I think it's a summer perennial. Oh, this is a beautiful beer. I, I, I've loved this ever since it came out. I, I thought it was just going to be a one-time seasonal thing. Uh, I, and maybe it was, but it's been selling so well. I think they're cranking it out almost yeah, all the time. It, I think it got more popular than they anticipated. It, they I was it. just at a local baseball game. Our AAA team had their season um, ender in Ooh. here on Labor Day. I know. It was and so it was sad. A noon, it was a noon game, and it was so hot. I had seats right behind home plate, but I was in the sun, and... Luckily, I had a 19.2 ounce can of sequench, and nice. it was the perfect beer for hot, sweaty weather. It really is. I mean, it's crisp. It's got a decent amount of flavor for it, but it's not overpowering. And you can definitely have a few of these. It's it's almost like a energy or a, a sports drink, you know, because it, there's uh, sure. the salt in there, kind of electrolytes. Keep it's you got going. electrolytes. Yeah. That's what yeah. plants crave. Absolutely. Totally. <laughs> yeah. But it's a beautiful beer. It really is, man. And I, I don't think I can't think of any other beer with this kind of profile that has proliferated quite as much. I mean, uh, there's no other sours or anything like this that's this approachable. That I think that's out there. Unless, I mean, what's the uh, what's the Kolsch part? Is it just the kind of some of the lighter grain or? Yeah, I, uh, that is an interesting mashup of what Kolsch, uh, Berliner Weiss, and and uh, goes up. Sure. I mean, Goza and Berliner Weiss, I mean, that's very similar anyways. Right. So It's just that one's a little bit saltier than the but other. But I guess, I guess there, provides the base, maybe? There is, yeah. a, there is a cleaner part to it than you get. I mean, there's more going on than just a, like a kettle-soured beer. I've always thought beer. of it as sort of a gateway sour. I've introduced this beer to people who have never had or have never had a sour that they've enjoyed, and they've enjoyed this beer oh, very absolutely. much. Gateway? Very, very yeah. great. So the fir- first one's it's free. A- very light tartness too. First one's on me. Yeah, first one's free, buddy. Next one won't be as cheap, suckers. So, what did we rate the sequench? We rated it a four. A sud rating of four. A sud uh, rating of four. Yes, thank you. A sequench sud rating of four. Yeah. So I guess this is technically though. I mean, they're basically blending. Uh, They're blending it's three, own blend. three beers together, yeah. which is, you know, becoming a more, I think, common thing. Hard to tell what these guys are doing there in Delaware. Some what do you mean? They're doing some cool beer stuff. Tales. They're doing They're some cool stuff. Something. There's some shenanigans going on there. But, but I like it. Cocktails. Yeah. No, I do too. And I think taking a Kolsch, which is a very underrated beer style, 
and adding it into something as salty as a goza, which we all contribute to a summer beer, mm -hmm. I think is great. Yep. Very well done. Well, I more discussions suspicious. after this brief interlude. Very suspicious. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Hey. So we are talking about the Dogfish Head Off-Center Your Summer Pack. And we had just discussed the sequence ale. Now we're going to move on to the 60-minute IPA, Ooh. a perennial favorite. Uh, is it really, though? Is it even nope. really a good IPA Stop anymore? It. Yes. Okay. So 60-minute IPA, for those of you that don't know, is a continually hopped, super fantastic IPA brewed with a slew of great Northwest hops for a powerful yet balanced citrus hop flavor. Was there ever a 30-minute IPA? A hooey what? No, a 30? only no. 60. 90, yeah. 120. Yeah. You don't want to boil for just 30 minutes. You're not going to get much. But if you it's think about, about it. Maybe like a session. Yeah, but you won't get the bitterness. It's not, it's not yeah. even that. Mm. It's, it's like a, it's a different thing. Okay. Yeah. Plus, you're not going to drive up. What is it? The DMS? Yeah. You need to boil mm. at least six yeah. minutes. Yeah. 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 Get your DMS point. out of here. <laughs> okay, so Sorry. what do we all think about the sixty-minute on its own? I think Love it's it. wonderful. Now it actually is like a pretty classic IPA. It really is, right? I mean, before all the hype of East West and West Coast and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, and and that's the thing. I IPA almost doesn't mean anything anymore because there's so many beers calling themselves an IPA and it's right. like, what does that even mean? They're no, and, yeah. and and like one of the nice things about this beer, which I think is, you know, just very much lacking and it seems where the trends are going nowadays, you can taste malt, folks. There is and, a malt backbone. Yeah. There's a malt sure. backbone. You, malt can, and you can see yeah, you through it. You can see through it. It doesn't look like, you know, Florida gold orange juice. And yeah. You actually, don't have to choose yeah. malt or hops. It's know? not... There's, Good bitterness. There's a nice bitterness, which someday we're going to go back to being bitter. God, I can't it doesn't wait for make that you day. scrunch your face <laughs> up, though. <laughs> but it's got that, beer gesicht. that piney, resiny mm -hmm. bitterness you expect from what used to be, I guess, the Northwest IPAs, but just it tastes like an IPA used to taste. Yeah. And, I uh, mean, and it, this would be like a great public service message to remind everybody to get off of our lawns. Just all you kids just need to get off our lawns. Yes. 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 No, exactly. Collect exactly. I taste the pee, eh? But the thing is, is and what I like about this is this is not a new beer. This is not a no. new beer style. There's nothing new about this beer, but it still holds up. It's a classic. It, it really is. And it's something that I think a lot of people can, like if they're concerned about IPAs and what's New England, what's West and what's Midwest and all these versions, just go to the basics. I yeah. mean, and if someone were to ask me, you know, they wanted to know classic BJCP American IPA, what what are your top three ish? This is always going to be in that description, probably up there with maybe Stone and something from the maybe something even from Rogue up in the Northwest. Sure, sure. But on the East Coast, nobody did those classic bitter, piney, resiny IPAs mm -hmm. like Dogfish Head. And it's very approachable. It's not too dank. No. And that's the thing that I that I, mean, I like about it. It's no 90 minute, but it's still good. Drew? For me, it's it's not enough of anything. It's, you know, is this West Coast? Well, no, it needs a little more bitterness, a little sure. more. Is it East Coast? No, not really at all. Um it's, you know, it's it's inoffensive. It's basic, dare I say it. 
Um, I don't hate it, but it's it's not something I ever see myself and haven't seen myself ordering out in years. But then again, my palate changes. So well, and there's that. I, I mean, you yeah, know, if I'll we do. think about well, no, I mean, if we think about trends, right? I mean, at first we were basic, then we went to dank. Yep. You know, and earthy. And then there was this craze about, you know, citrus bombs, for lack of a better. Right. But the thing is, is at the end of the day, this is- Don't forget Brute IPAs. And the Brutes that are coming out. Yeah. I'm a fan of the Brutes. I I think I just peed a little. What What? was that? I think I just peed a little. Oh. Oh, Okay. okay. Sorry. (laughs) I'm glad you made me repeat it. I think at the end of the day, if somebody was used to like, let's say light loggers- Okay, I think this is a nice introduction of what the world of hops can bring to the table. No? Maybe. No, I agree. I, I, yeah, I agree. I think it might blow people out a little bit. You I think? mean, again, I agree. I told Would you they? guys this earlier. Yeah? I mean, one of the worst drunkery experiences I ever had was with uh, Dogfish 120. Oof. Okay, but that's 120. Right, right. But I feel like this is like half of a really bad experience for me. But I still liked it, and I still... So it's a semi-good experience. <sighs> I won't say where we were, but recently I saw Dogfish 120-Minute for $42 a four-pack. Uh, that's like a hate yeah. crime. That's, that's a little yeah, high. That's yeah. a little yeah. bit. Okay. Good beer, but dang. I mean, that's, you know... That's ridiculous. I'm going to have to disagree with Julianne and agree with Dave as far as it being maybe a little too much in your face for people. This may be anecdotal, but I have introduced a lot of non-IPA drinkers to IPAs with the New England style. And they are like, oh my God, this is delicious. And they were the previous lager drinkers, pills drinkers. This might be like step two or three in that that progression. (laughs) Well, but I I think we all agree here. Well, except for Drew, I think we all agree. This is a pretty dang good IPA. It is. It's not bad. I I still, when I want to just to buy a six pack of a, of a classic IPA, this is one of my go-tos. Yeah. So what What are some other ones? Kennel? Oh, two hearted, two hearted for sure. Founder Centennial. When I can get my hands on it. Um, revolution antihero. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But this is all along that same bread. I mean, these are, these are classic Classic, IPAs. Bitter. Yeah. Piney, citrus, grapefruit. Sure. I mean, it's a nice blend of both. It's not one extreme or the other. Anyways, we rated this beer, which is the 60 minute IPA from Dogfish Head. A four. Sorry. Quick on the trigger. Wow. Well, that happens, you know. Okay. I'm excited. So the third beer, the third beer in this mixed four pack is the Namaste White. Well, it is a peer to the other beers, though. It's a beer peer? <laughs> or is it a peer beer? Sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to bail you out, man. Okay. So the Namaste White, which is a Belgian-style white ale that's brewed with orange flesh and peel. Fresh cut lemongrass, a bit of coriander, peppercorns, and a healthy dose of good karma. On a quest to brew a whipped beer chock full of flavor, it digs deep into their culinary roots using ingredients of all of those great things with a bit of coriander for a refreshing and sessionable experience. And I like that phrase, refreshing and sessionable experience. What do you guys think of this beer? I mean, for the style, I think it's really good. Um, I think it's, it's got a lot of balance. I definitely get a lot of the orange and coriander. Um, I'm not a huge Belgian white fan, but I do enjoy this one. 
that's just me. I am a big Belgian white fan. It's it's one of my classic styles I like to go to all the time. I mean, it, to me, it is the epitome of the easy drinking style. I will admit, way back in the day, I was drinking a lot of Blue Moon when it was easy to find and there was nothing else available. Did I'm you have the uh, way orange slice? back in the day. <laughs> no, I, I generally don't like the orange slice, but mm. uh, but that orange even, slice though, they put it in you're, this you're one. For you. You're missing out, bro. Yeah, even uh. Other of those big, big ones like Hogarden. I mean, I drank mm-hmm. a lot of that long time ago. But these days, uh, I think there's two American versions of that 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 are just right up there. This is one of yeah. them. The Namaste. The other is probably the one from Allagash. Just the, the Allagash White. Oh, just well, exceptional yeah. Belgian wit beers. Well, and you I, know, I mean, Allagash had to get one beer right. I mean. And I, th- <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, uh, yeah, it's a it's a competition of two for me, and it's it's the Allagash White or the Dogfish Namaste. Wow, that's good. You know what's interesting is that this beer was originally brewed in tribute to their friends at Three Fontenay Brewery in Belgium after a devastating setback to their business in 2009. So I thought that's kind of cool because if you think about Dogfish Head, they're really not necessarily known for, they're known for American style beers, right? And off-centered, funky American style beers. Very interesting takes on anything they do. Right, exactly. I don't know what they're known for except just weirdness. Weirdness. Okay, but cool weirdness. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's mostly good weirdness. But being able to brew a beer like this that is in that style with their own little, you know, Delaware twist to it, I thought was kind of cool. What was the uh, what was the spit beer? The spit beer? Oh, the, the thing where you... Yeah. Chica. Is that what it is? Yeah, the Chica. Chica or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. God, they did that? Chica, Chica. They did yeah. do that. Jeez. You know what? Hard pass. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it's spitting corn, dude. Mm, those what's, enzymes what's the problem there, just buddy? making all the magic yeah. work there. Hard pass. Okay, but so this with, is way better than that, but right? Not as good as Dry Fontaine. Well. <laughs> I mean, okay. It's mostly known for goose and lambic, so exactly. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. They yeah. Don't, I don't think they make a wit. No, I don't in think they do the world where. On one end you have a spit corn beer, and the other end you have a Dre Fontaine uh, goose. Okay, <laughs> Namaste is closer to the goose than the spit beer. Namaste closer to the goose. Yeah, really in the <laughs> I would say that grand scheme of things. Yeah, but you know the spicy component of this beer, I think it's kind of cool, and it's a gateway for those that oh, yeah. are. Wanting to transition into that world of Belgian beers, you know, where things are a little bit spicy and a bit crisp. And this one definitely has those little black pepper notes yeah. going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. it yeah, really absolutely. does. You should like get spicy. If you're, if you're a blue moon person, get off the blue moon, get onto this. Exactly. Definitely. I could agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But this is also, I hate to say, easy drinking and millennial. Yeah. You know, well, a lot of lemongrass and coriander. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. We have a millennial here. I want to pair it with, you know, some sort of pho. Right. Mm, you know. pho. Oh, well, no, exactly. Exactly. But it's like kind of bringing things, I hate to say organically, but bringing things organically around to the yeah. table. Anyways, we rated this beer, which is the Namaste White. A two. From Dogfish Head. No, a three. Oh, I gave it a two. <laughs> You and were outvoted. I was, I was outvoted. I was much higher. Oh. Okay, so... Kendall's been high since he got here. I'm just saying. So the last beer <laughs> much out of this mixed four-pack 
and mix and collaborate four pack, I should say, is the Lupa Luau. Lupu. Excuse me. Uh oh. Gosh. Well, I know. I'm there happy. There you go. Sparky scare. So she. <laughs> so, it must have sorry. been. Sorry. Okay. So this one is really interesting. So it's their juicy coconut centric lupulin party. It's an IPA that is brewed with a tropical trifecta of toasted coconut, experimental hops, and coconut water. So the story of Lupaluwal began when Sam was hanging outside with co-workers during an overly sunny day in Delaware. One present co-worker in particular was lacking heavily in the melanin department, to put it lightly. Okay, so he's pale like me. You know what? There's a few pale people in the world. A friendly joke about a total tan aversion led to this legendary comment. You can say it, Sam. I'm pale as F blah, blah, blah. The brewer and Sam thought that that would make a cool name for a super pale beer. From there, the wheels started turning and the iterative R&D process began. So there's that. Wait. So. I'm pale as blah. F in Lupa Yeah, I guess so. So he they set must out. must have been high or something, dude. No, I don't think so. I think they were wasting. I don't think so. Okay. On the drugs? Yeah, they were on the drugs. On the yeah. lupulin. All the drugs. They were, the- they were just happy with the lupulin. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Sam set out to make a hazy, overly pale beer, but the test batches weren't quite there yet. However, during that process, he found out how great coconuts work in an IPA and decided that the new goal was to make an IPA using as much coconut as possible. He did it. He did. So they started with a combination of pills malt and flake barley, rolled oats, and malted and raw wheat to get it all hazy. And then they introduced coconuts three ways by adding it toasted, dehydrated, and an experimental hop, which gives you that unique coconut and woody aroma. And there you go. Dehydrated coconut water. Yeah. What the hell does that even mean? I've been selling dehydrated okay, water so for years. It's like a concentrated <laughs> coconut no, 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 water. No, it's like powder, no, no, right? No, no, you know, maybe. When you dehydrate something, you take the water out, right? Right. And that so would, how, yeah. I don't know. Mm, doesn't seem to. He, Sam sold somebody a bill of goods on oh. this one. Whatever. I don't think you're just getting. I mean, it's a delicious. When was this? When was this to market? I, I want to say that we've had some some local coconut IPAs that may have beaten this out. So th- there was uh, one local coconut IPA, and it used that same hop. Gotcha. And and the thing about that hop is, as the beer warms up, the coconut flavor comes out more and more. And that's why, I mean, it's almost overwhelming in this beer as it warms up. I like the Lupa Luau a lot as it, when it was cold, but as it warms up, man, it's, you might as, you might as well be drinking a coconut cream pie or something. Some dehydrated coconut water? Yeah. I, I really like Sam. I've met him a few times. Uh, I got to disagree with him and say that coconut does not work with IPA. This, but it's probably just because I do not like coconut. I've never liked coconut, and yeah, and just don't think it belongs in anything. In most instances, I don't like coconut. I think like a coconut stout works better than a coconut IPA. Yep. Um, but I've had some that taste kind of like a Mounds Bar, which yeah. I barely tolerate, but I like the flavor profile. But I think you can have a coconut IPA because it's a tropical f- flavor. But when you 
everything in the beer is coconut? No, that's not. That's not cool. You think this is overly coconut? Especially as it warms up. It is way over the top. Yep, I agree with Dave. When it was cold, it was controlled and it was nice. I want to hear from some of you coconut lovers, though. Yeah, come on there. I don't like coconut, but I like this beer. And as it's warmed, that hasn't really changed. It's definitely more coconut forward. I I, I get it on on the nose. I I, I get it as soon as it hits my palate. But then that fades, and I'm left with just the bitterness from the IPA. And I find it's a really good balance. I know. It takes... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it takes me on a journey. It goes from this nice... The first thing that hits me is the maltiness of the IPA. And then that immediately transitions straight into the coconut. And then there's that nice bitter finish that it, you know, kind of things. I mean, that being said, I, I mean, it, it, I would not pre- choose this beer out of a lineup of the, all four of these. I mean, it, it would not be my favorite of them. But that being said, um, I, I tend to agree with you guys. I think for me, coconut is something that pairs much better with maybe pineapple, perhaps in yeah. uh, a beer flavor or uh, stout. A great, you know, you know, kind of stout flavorings, chocolate, that kind of stuff. Uh, not so much with uh, this IPA, in my opinion. I mean, that's just me. And what do you think, Juliana? You know, I actually really like this. So initially, yes, I'm getting. I'm getting a nice clean palette and then I move into the coconut and the coconut is a little sweet, but I think that the hops that are a part of this are a little bit more on the dank West coasty hops. So I think that it's a nice blend and I'm just getting this nice evenness of flavor. And I mean, maybe I'm the only one, but I, this is one of my favorites of the four pack. So there's that. So yeah. yeah. So this is great. 50%. That's great. Um, I you can have a, all the ones from my four pack. I, and I, will, I am. Yeah. I will take them. And I will. I will yeah, take them all. Deal. Really. There you go. I mean, to me, it's just a nice blend of, of sweet and um, and dank. You know, but swank that's just, stank. Yes, swank, swank. I like that word. Okay, so this beer that we rated from Dogfish Head, which is the Lupa Luau, we Ooh. rated this a three. So first of all, before we get into our blends, um, I wanted to just say that I thought this was really interesting that um, Kendall, Dave, and I were recently at the Beer Bloggers Convention, and Sam happened to be our guest, our big speaker, yeah, Yeah, our keynote keynote speaker. So when he was talking about this, I thought it was really rad that it was one of the packaging guys that came up with this concept. And, you know, instead of just dismissing it saying, oh, my God, you're so crazy that this was the way to, you know, that he went with it. We'll be right back with more discussions in just a minute. Cool. Welcome back, everyone. So today we've been just. Well, thanks. Um, so today we've been discussing the Dogfish Head Off-Center Your Summer Pack. And, I mean, I must say, this is a really, really cool concept. So we have tasted and given our ratings on each beer individually, but now is the cool part. So the whole point of this little create, you know, this little pack here is to start blending. And I think that's something that's a little, how do I want to say it? a little underrated in the beer community. You know, we're so used to getting a bottle, drinking it, either liking it or not liking it. But who blends? 
What mean, about the, the liquidy part? Can you drink the liquidy part? <laughs> I mean, in terms of consumers, who blends their beer? I don't know, but I blend all the time. It's a great way to drink. It really is. So, Well, I think most people, though, they tend to just buy like a 12-pack of something or a six-pack, and then you you don't get the opportunity to blend, but I think more people should do that. No, I really think so. Yeah. I mean, because it's a cool thing to do. I'm going to be the naysayer here. No? I always feel like... An individual beer should stand on its own and trying to blend, you know, a couple different ones together is just trying to, you know, make something good out of something bad. I think, though, but no, I think uh, you, you want a beer to taste good on its own. And I'm not saying blending is solely to make a bad beer better, but... Although I've done that. Yeah, you can, but I, yeah. think, but I think you can make two good beers into something great. In a good, in a certain circumstance. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to have to go with Drew too, is I, I don't blend frequently, but when I do blend, um, you know, I mean, I can think of blending like fruit, fruited beers with stouts and stuff like that. Just oh, yeah, like, that's like the most classic. Do you remember yeah. that one episode that we were on? That one time? Like, uh, that one Braxton. time. Oh, where we Whoa. blended. That was, that was fun. I yeah. mean. Yeah. My, my favorite's always been like Bourbon County with uh, Nuclearis, uh, the cherry beer. <laughs> right? Sure. Oh, yeah. my sure. God. I, I could mean, actually probably get behind that. Any of those Nuclearis fruits with any, like, just Big imperial rich stout. imperial oh, stout, the chocolate, the coffee, the well, fruit. fruit juice and motor oil. I had one that that, yeah. that actually came packaged as a uh, a blend. It was from Strange Craft and uh, Epic, and it was a blend of Strange Craft's Creek with Big Bad Baptist. That oh, sounds good, but yeah. I, honestly, yeah. Dave, yeah. I thought you were going to say Bud Light Lime. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can get Lime on board. I can get on board with a, a a brewer blending the beer and selling that to me as a blend, but yeah. I also somewhat feel like I'm disrespecting the brewer by blending the beers. Like I should drink the way that he intended or she intended for me to drink it. Yeah, I gotcha. But you know what? I think this is another reason to think outside the box and you don't necessarily need to do that. I mean, and you can do that with one brewery like we are today, or you can do it with a few other breweries. I mean, if you take like... What I what I find really cool about this is that these are all light beer styles per se, you know, and we're used to blending something that's really dark with a fruit right. or something like that. So this is taking some items that are kind of lighter yeah. and then blending those. No, I, actually, I was with some brewers from uh, Ballast Point a couple of years ago, and uh, I I can't stand their watermelon dorado. I hate that beer. I just can't. <laughs> I can't take it, man. It's just ugh, I'm. I don't like it at all. Tell but, us how you really feel. Yeah, oof. <laughs> but I like their mango even keel uh, session IPA, and they actually blend the two together, and they call it Wadi Dodo Keel, and it's delicious. There you and, go. And I mean, that and those was are two like light first, beers. Those are two lighter beers, yeah. and that just kind of blew my mind. I'd never tried that kind of blends, bra. Blends. Yeah. So we took these four beers that were in this. 12 pack and we decided to do our own blends. So now we're going to talk about those blends. So good old boy, Dave, can you tell us about your favorite blend out of the group? My favorite blend out of the group was a uh, 60 minute and a uh, Lupa Luau. Wow. Um, and I why think, did you uh, choose that? Well, I think the, uh, the 60 minute <clears throat> kind of cuts the coconut and a little bit in the Lupa Luau and adds, and you get the, uh, the hop bitterness 
added in there and it really just kind of balances the whole thing out and it makes it like a really complex tropical ipa experience i agree with dave and i and i almost wish that you 60 minute is the base for lupa luau because the bitterness really does i think make the coconut seem less sweet I, and i thought it was one of my favorite blends even though i didn't like it on its own and even um as it warms up it actually continues to cut that um that coconut just enough to really make it a little more palatable and what did you rate this blend I would rate that one as a four. <laughs> and they should bottle it and call it 60 Lupau. Nice. Wah, I did that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or something better. <laughs> or something better. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure Sam can come up he'll, with something He'll think better. of something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good old boy, Kendall. What blend did you come up with? Uh, to no surprise of you, I had two favorites in this group, and when blended together, they're even better. So the 60-minute and the Namaste nice. work really well. I've always been a fan of what you would call the Belgian IPA. So you still get a little hot bitterness, but you get those kind of peppery, fruity Belgian esters going on. And the Namaste and the 60 Minutes just work so well together and make what I would call a perfect Belgian IPA. What did you rate this beer? Oh, to me, it's a five. Very cool. Hey. Kindle, Kindle brung it. It's been broughten. Yes. Good old boy, Drew. What combination did you come up with? With my previously mentioned aversion to blending, I was somewhat skeptical. He that, refused to blend. I did not refuse to blend. I did. He, we had to make him blend. Okay. They, they may have threatened me. But Save that's me. crazy because you're a cocktail lover Kindle, and you blend all sorts of flavors. I think this is weird because we are both easily the two biggest cocktail guys here and probably the most averse to blending beer. What's wrong with this? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I saw there was uh, there was a new uh, cocktail book that came out from people that probably should never have written, written a cocktail book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like it, most of those cocktail books. Yeah, and they're they're here in town and it was like all about beer cocktails and i yes and of course it like had ridiculous esoteric beers in it that no one would ever be able to obtain back in the time of our founding fathers there was actually a, a relatively common beer-based cocktail called the flip it was yeah, beer yeah and, absolutely and, yeah you know and egg and you know various things i can get behind using a beer in a cocktail i'm yeah. somewhat oh but beer you with mix beer. a beer in an egg but you won't mix a beer in a beer okay egg, buddy. beer egg and spirits right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. trifecta i'm with you dude i'm getting you. getting to what i what i decided <laughs> to do here i did half and half the lupa luau and the namaste um oh. i really enjoyed you know the things that made me not really enjoy the namaste the lemongrass the coriander notes worked really well in my opinion with the coconut and sort of citrus that you get from the lupa luau and i liked the combination better than i did either beer individually um you know, you you can sue me. Um, you can sue join me, me. Sue me. But uh, I, I I would probably say that I rated that one a four. Hey, buddy. I'm just glad you participated. All right. Where's my trophy? <laughs> we all got to start somewhere. Yes. Okay. You get a so, can of hard seltzer to take home. So good, a boy, Sparky. What did you, what <laughs> blend soon. did you come up with? So my I think mine was. My favorite was Lupu plus Quench or Quench plus Lupu. Quilupu. Lupu. Lupu. 
Uh, yeah, to me, that was kind of a nice... Uh, I, I was not a huge I fan. I got the poo on me. <laughs> uh, to me, uh, Lou Pula Pulin was a little bit um, too coconutty. I don't know. I mean... Uh, Hated it. <laughs> not a huge fan, but when you uh, throw in some... Uh, some lime there, I think it really kind of turns it almost like old tiki kind of thing going on there. You're getting kind of a little bit of citrus, a little bit of the uh, coconut, and uh, I, I enjoyed that uh, combination. Maybe the did you put the lime in the coconut? Oh wow! And, drink and I drank them both up. You think uh, the, the I sour... put the lime in the, in the coconut, co- and you drank them both together. Drank them both together. Did it make you feel better? No, I but I did call the doctor up. And I did say no. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. So was it? Was that a definitely a wow. tiki cocktail beer for you? That was kind of a tiki cocktail. Know, beer hey, for me. speaking of cocktails, I know you guys like cocktails. Have you tried the gins on the other spirits from Dogfish Head? Oh, they're I so have. Good. I absolutely have. They're, yeah, they're doing a good job. I really that. enjoyed those. I brought back a few. There was two different kinds of gins. Brought I those back. I don't think we get those down yeah, here. I we have, so it's maybe, not distributed here. Yeah, I had to go those, to uh, Delaware. They and were buy them for a second, and then they were not. Yeah, they they're really good. I highly recommend the Dogfish Spirits. Uh, nice. So, do you think the uh, the sourness from the sequence kind of helped a lot a little bit too? Kinda yeah, to me, some of that sweetness. The out the, of the, the the coconut bomb that was Lupu kind of to me kind of give it uh, more dimensions, and I enjoyed it a lot more. Hmm. Yeah. So, what did you rate that? I rate that four. Uh, 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 uh. Oh. Wow! <laughs> somebody, somebody hit Dave. I, I, He's I know, really, yeah. Wake There's him been up. a glitch in the matrix, matrix, guys. Okay, so a lot of great flavors here, right? And so well, there's a lot of flavors. There's a lot of great flavors. So I thought I was going to do something weird, and I blended the sequence with the 60 minute IPA. Okay. Yeah, that that worked. That was pretty good. Well, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool because I like the base of the sixty minute IPA. You know what I mean? It's it's malty. It's a little resinousy, um, but not overly so. Right. And then the Lupa Luau has got this nice coconut, this brightness to it, and you blend the two together. And I thought this was just so approachable. And it's okay. Dare I say millennial? But it's very millennial in flavor. If that makes any sense. Whiny and lives I with object. his parents. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Triggered. No, but I mean, <laughs> the Lupa Luau to me is a millennial type of beer. Was that a microaggression? No. It was actually. <laughs> Where's my safe space? Is that nano? <laughs> Someone give Drew a puppy. But the Lupa Luau <laughs> yes, is please. a very, it's a very modern <laughs> style beer. Okay. And the 60 second is a very, I mean, the 60 minute is a very retro style beer in the scheme of things and i think combining those two together it just made a ner- really nice blend so it's like a may december relationship <sighs> whatever that's rude it could last longer the old and new it's, Maybe may it's gonna last longer for me <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> okay. So I really enjoyed this. We said we weren't going to talk about that, <laughs> <laughs> and yet I went there. Oh well. 
So I really enjoyed the the coconutiness with all of the hops and and the malt backbone. And it just sort of like created this nice little, well, it was a good blend to me. I rated this a four. <laughs> Yay. Okay, so we've all tasted individually and we've all tasted as blends. What do you think about the concept of blending beers that, I mean, may be from the same brewery or may not be from the same brewery, but just in the essence of well, we would, blending brews. We know what two people think. Well, uh, well yeah. Well, no, but well, you know what I'm saying. Was was there something on the pack that said, hey, try to blend these beers? No, but you, uh, what, where we got that from was... Um, I think when Sam was, yeah, talking, Sam was about talking about it, blending, the guy, the packaging guy who actually created the concept said, these beers are great for blending. So we thought, well, that's yeah, I think most, mostly they worked. I thought all the, I tried several of the combinations. The only one that didn't work for me was all, all four. four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, just, yeah. Was, that's a lot. Too, well, that's because you, yeah. you cross the streams. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do Three. that. Can't do that. But that's if you a, put uh, everything, the Namaste, the 60 minute and the Lupa Luau, those three were that was together. delicious. Yeah. You put yeah. the sequence in there, yeah. it didn't work. Yeah, it, yeah that so, sourness throws it off. A I, bit. The only one I did with three that I thought was good was I left out 60 minute because of the bitterness, and I went sure, with the three sure. that had tropical or citrusy flavors, and those worked really well together. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so, so it's uh, Lupa Luau's uh, Namaste and Sequence. I thought that worked. Yeah. yeah, the Triforce, yes, if you will. But I think that's a really cool idea that you can take something like the 60 Minute that has been a tried and true traditional beer, like old school beer, if you will, and then adding some of these new flavor beers to it, you know, and creating your own. I I think it's a really cool concept of creating your own blend that you don't have to just buy something in the bottle, drink it in the bottle by itself. Well, there are right. a that there's lot more of, to it than that. There are a lot of breweries in their tap rooms now that do blends and they you yeah. know, call them like cocktails or whatever. Right. And they'll, they'll take stuff on their tap Stop list. Stop it. Look, <laughs> I'm behaving. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm saying that's what they do. But you know, they'll, they'll take a couple of different things on their tap list and they'll give them a name, you know, the John Wayne or the, Smelly Shelly, or you know, whatever stinky <laughs> finger, stinky you know. finger. Sure, you is never that, had a stinky finger? No, <laughs> oh man, we'll talk after the show. Is that beer really gonna sell? Oh, it's not a beer. I don't oh. know. I mean, for me, for me, like, look, I mean, all these beers are delicious, they're in cans, and I'm, I'm not going to have them in my possession long enough to blend them. Agreed. I'm going to crack okay. these some okay. bitches open. Okay. I'm going to open that I'm case. Gotcha. I'm going to pour ice in it. I'm going to put them on a yep. canoe yeah. and I'm going to drink them. And I'm going to start. Okay. It I'm is gonna, a great summer crusher pack. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to crush these beers. I'm not going to sit here with my monocle and mixing cup and. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if for some reason. That's the sound I make. Um, <laughs> wow. That's the sound I make when I'm wearing my monocle in case you didn't know. Okay. <laughs> no pants. But if some reason you were, you know, somebody was drinking something and somebody was drinking something else and somehow those two got mixed. I Let's think say that two sorority sisters are <laughs> on a camping trip. And Whatever. <laughs> now that's I a think, blend. No. <laughs> Bruh. But I guess the bottom line is, is you don't have to just drink out of the can. You can blend with your cans, if that makes any sense. Wow. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much. This is going to wrap up, wrap it up for today's episode. You can always find us where you find this episode, as well as radio, satellite, online at iTunes, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and nearly any place you listen to the podcast. The easiest way to find us on your to find us on your phone is to ask Alexi, Siri, or Google play podcast sip suds and smokes. You know, guys, we love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram every day at SipSudSmokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Please take the time to rate this episode if you're listening online. Hey, Kendall, why don't you tell us briefly about your blog? My wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at BeerMakes3.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. This is good old gal Juliana, and saying goodbye today is good old boy Dave. Goodbye today. <laughs> good old boy Kendall. Cheers. <laughs> good old boy Drew. Thanks so much for having me again. Good old boy Sparky. Blends bra. <laughs> Drink up, blend away, and keep on chuggling. Cheers and see you next time. Tanhan production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 